Hey guys, Sue here, and there's no new show this week, but I thought we would repost an old episode on heat training since it's getting pretty hot here. Enjoy this one from the summer of 2013, and we will be back again next week with a new show. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Sue. And I'm Megan, and this is Season 3 of Runner Girls, three women brought together by love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. Yes, and looking forward to doing that at some point. (laughs) Hoping it'll be sooner rather than later. I don't know how much longer I can keep my running up for. It is getting hot here, and I checked with Katie and Megan before we started recording, and apparently it's hot down there too. Yeah, (laughs) just a little. Uh huh. So, what have you been doing to stay cool? Staying inside, like last week. (laughs) Not going outside at all. Pretty much. What about you, Katie? Um, going out at uh, certain times of the day. (laughs) Usually during the day, afternoon, it's just to kind of lay out, go to the pool, that kind of thing, and then I'll do my running at night to try to stay cool and beat the heat oh nice Mm -hmm. and so you're not traveling this week then are you not this week it'll be next week next week i'm going home to kentucky for a week and um it'll be a couple days after my little brother's birthday so i'll get to celebrate a belated birthday with him uh it's so weird he's like 22 now which just (laughs) blows my mind but okay And uh, then I have a bridal shower to go to in Kentucky as well. Yes, and I'm going to do a race while I'm home. So, yes, multitasking. (laughs) Well, great. I can't wait to hear how all of that goes. That's exciting. And Megan, what are you up to this week? Um, Finishing out assignments for my first semester of grad school and then preparing to move. You're moving. Are you moving to another like part of the city or are you moving somewhere else altogether? We're just moving. It's like five miles away to a different apartment complex, oh, a smaller, okay. less expensive one. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, moving in, in the summer, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, especially because it rains every day here. So uh. I'm just hoping it doesn't rain. It's still raining. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It'll rain consistently at least through all of July, if not through most of August. Holy every cow. day. It's Is it always like that? Um, We typically get afternoon showers for the last, for maybe an hour every day through summer. But this year it's been bad, and we've had a couple days in a row where it's just rained the entire day, which is not as normal. Right. Well... That should be fun for moving. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. We'll get through it and it'll be fine. Mostly, I hope. Move in the morning. Maybe. Yeah, we're going to start in the morning. And we Recruit mostly just have... friends with the promise yeah, of I've... free beer. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've got. I've recruited family and friends with beer and pizza. and Nice. We mostly just have furniture to move. So if we can get all the furniture in the truck, it'll be easy. Because we're college kids, like we don't have that much stuff, but it's right. like bookshelves and the bed and all that stuff. Right, big awkward pieces that you need help with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Well, good luck. Thanks. Sounds like a great workout. Yes. <laughs> it does. Especially because we're moving to a second floor apartment, so it'll be lots Ooh. of upstairs. <laughs> well, not much has been going on here. I was sick a little bit this week. Um, so it, it wasn't pregnancy related, and it's not like something that I want to go into detail about, but I had like a really rough couple of days, and I'm like took some antibiotics and now I'm so much better and I'm so happy. There's nothing like being sick to make you really appreciate when you're healthy. Like, oh my gosh, I love being able to breathe. <laughs> I love being able to do things. I love to not be in pain all the time. <laughs> um, you know, those kinds of things. <laughs> so, um, but other than that, it's it's been pretty nice here. Hot. Did I mention that? <laughs> and, Maybe and, once or twice. And by hot, I mean like... 80s so it's not ridiculously hot but it's just you know it hasn't been like this so you gotta get used to it and right. we'll be talking more about getting used to the heat later in the show <laughs> but before that why don't we talk about our running so i hear you girls have been doing some running this week a little a little yeah okay well what little have you done <laughs> I did my magic mile test. Oh, great. The the time trial. Yeah, I did my time trial, and I got 8.58. Wow. That is amazing. I was really excited. I just, I could have done better, and that's what frustrates <laughs> me, so I'm going to try it again. <laughs> I saw that on Daily Mile, and I was just like, God damn it. Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, really happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not trying to run pregnant either. Seriously. No, I know. <laughs> I know. But that is that is awesome. Like, that's so freaking cool. I had no idea you were that fast. Like, I told you you were faster than me. <laughs> so, yeah. um, what makes you think you could have gone faster? Just out Well, of I did a quarter mile warm up. Yeah. But I went out pretty fast for me because I don't ever warm up running or anything. Okay. So, I started out at not like a faster pace than I should have to warm up. Mm -hmm. And so I know it tired me out more just a little bit. And then the, I was running in the indoor track at the gym yep. and I was inhaling cold air and it felt like my lungs were about to be made of ice. And so I had issues breathing in some parts where it was like, I couldn't get enough air and that didn't feel like ice. And so how did you find the pacing for the the mile? Um, weird. Did you just like kind of go out really hard and hold on or did you kind of try to build up a little bit? I tried to build up because that's, I wanted to make sure I had enough left at the end mm -hmm. where I didn't walk at the end or something terrible. And I'm just not used to running that short of distances. So it was weird to try to pace myself and figure out how much I had left. And then I was also like, well, do, how hard do I want to push? Do I still want to be able to like walk and do things later today? <laughs> and, or, and I did. And that's, a, I didn't go, I don't think I gave it a hundred percent, but I probably won't ever for a time trial for just now. Really? Yeah. One, I don't even know if I know how to give a hundred percent when running. <laughs> Honestly, like I, <laughs> I always hold back a little bit just in case. And part of that comes from I teach and stuff, so I'm on my feet all day long, so I can't 
gave like a hundred percent in a race on Sunday because I have to be back at it on Monday. So it's one of those lifestyle issues that cramps running. I don't know if I could run like a time trial or a race that I'm trying to PR and I don't know if I could not give it a hundred percent, like actually hold back, you know? Yeah, I, it's, it's it's really interesting for me to hear that from you because I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> um, but that's that's great, and your your time is amazing. Um, was this the the track that you found was shorter before? Yes, which I figured this out. I was talking to somebody at the gym, and remember, I told you I thought it was a tenth of a mile. I'd heard it, and then I figured out later it was a twelfth of a mile. Well, apparently there was an issue and the gym had mismeasured and they had thought it was a tenth of a mile. So had originally told people it was a tenth of a mile and had advertised it that way. And then later had to come back and say it was a twelfth of a mile. So I feel much better knowing that I didn't go crazy and that I wasn't thinking it's a tenth of a mile for no reason. Right. And there's actually a reason why I thought it was a tenth of a mile. Right. Well, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I, I, do you feel good about it? I do. Yeah, it's um, it's fast, and I want to apply it to running. I wish I could carry it over more. Yeah. Because if I can run an 8.58 mile, then I should reasonably be able to run faster in other areas. It, it seems like you should be able to do a 30-minute 5K based off that. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, I haven't try to calculate or anything I can I'm actually going to talk about that later on but um from from where I stand physically I feel like if you're at least 30 seconds faster than me for your mile you've got to be able to you're really close to that goal 5k I know you are so I'm really anxious to see you run (laughs) race now I have have a race this Saturday so we'll see great and um so did you get any other runs in no Okay. And I, w- what is... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, but I did lift twice. So oh. I did... I balanced it out. I didn't do nothing. Yeah, that's good. Um, what's your plan for this week? I My goal is to run twice, at least before the race. So that might end up being uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I'll probably do it tomorrow and then like Thursday. And then race on Saturday morning. All right. Well... Really looking forward to talking with you next Monday. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Awesome. Yay. Um, Well, I also ran my um, Magic Mile time trial. But before that, I did some other runs. (laughs) I started out this week or last week with a three-mile run on Monday, which um, I know when we did episode one last week, um, I was kind of iffy about you know, I think my fitness is declining. My last like five mile or didn't go very well. My race times haven't been great li- lately. And so I've been kind of like not getting my hopes up really about my fitness right now. I think it's declining because of the heat and the pregnancy. Um, but my run on Monday, which was three miles, went better than my long run did on Sunday and then on Tuesday I went out for a four miler and I took it really easy on myself I'm wondering if maybe I'm just trying a little too hard in the hot weather like maybe I really need to slow down my pace on my easy runs. so I I really tried to do that on Tuesday and I ran four miles 
with no problem. It went so much better and felt really good. And it had been a long time since I had a run that felt that good. So that made me feel good. Friday, I did uh, another three miles. And then Saturday, I went to do my magic mile. And I brought Anna with me because she wanted to time her mile too. Anna's actually, (laughs) her fitness is really close to mine. I actually think she's better than me, but she doesn't know how to push herself the same way that I push myself. Um, Mm -hmm. So our times are really similar. So we went down to the high school track and we just did uh, a warm-up mile. Really easy. Like I did like a 14-minute mile or something. She only did like half of it with me and then she wanted to sit down. And then after that, she ran her mile and she did, I think she got 9.39, which beat her best, like her best time at school was 9.58, I think, or 9.50, something like that. Um, so she was happy about that, and I was so excited for her. She ran the whole thing without walking, so I was so proud of her. Um, and then I did my mile, which um, I was not really sure about how it was going to go. Obviously, I, I've been really worried about my fitness, Um but I just kind of dug deep. I went out fast and I just tried to hold on basically and maintain. Um, And it it actually didn't feel too hard until um, the fourth lap. So the the track that I was running on, it's four laps around to make a mile. So it was right about halfway through the fourth lap when I'm like, all right, I've felt myself like starting to slow down. And I'm like, wait, no, you don't have to slow down. You can keep going. You can do it. And it helped so much to have her standing like at the finish and cheering me on. Like it was just so motivating. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it for her, you know, and I pushed myself and I um, ended up finishing in 930. And thank you. Um, I was really happy with that because um, I'd cut... I think my fastest time, the, the first time I did the mile, it was 9.40. And then my fastest time in a race was 9.33. So, um, and this was three seconds quicker. So I don't feel like I've gotten faster. I feel like my fitness has pretty much stayed the same. So maybe I'm slowing down a little bit due to the heat, but I'm also picking up a little bit due to how much I'm running. So it's kind of mm-hmm. evening out. Um, so I, I feel really good now based on that um and then i went out for a long run on sunday and i i did a little less than six miles this was a (laughs) um it was okay one of the problems with um running lately one of the problems i've been having is that i get cramps during the first mile in my like my lower abdomen and it feels a lot like a side stitch but Um, I know that it's definitely pregnancy related because of course I Google everything and I I found out it happens to a lot of pregnant women. Um, and it generally goes away after the first mile. So I figure, um, I found that if I take it really, really easy for the first mile, then, um, after that I have no problem. Um, and the pain isn't really bad, but if I start out too fast, then I really have to stop and walk until the cramp goes away because it gets pretty painful and uncomfortable so as long as I keep it easy I'm fine and so that's why I really went slow on my mile um, my warm-up before the magic mile to make sure that that wasn't going to be an issue which it wasn't but it it came up again on Sunday and um, so I got through that first mile and then I felt okay and then I had another problem which is I felt the need to go and (laughs) felt like um, I 
it was going to happen whether I wanted it to or not. Oh, no. um, Katie, you know how that is. Oh, I totally know how that feels. <laughs> Only so I was sorry. I wasn't on a race course and I was running in an area where I'd never run before because I wanted a change of scenery. Um, so I had no idea where to go. And so mm-hmm. I just tried to tough it out and try to find a bathroom, but I didn't see one and didn't come across one. And I'm like, well, I have two options. Either I could just keep running and let things happen, which to me wasn't really an option, or I could jump in the bushes, basically. Um, So that's what I did. And basically, I had to wait until I found a place with enough cover to do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, So I, I found this place and I jumped off and it was kind of like off the road, like down in like a a ditch and lots of um, bushes and stuff. So I I do that and I actually am squatting down and then a bunch of like cyclists go past right like less than 10 feet from my head. And I'm like, oh my God, I hope they can't see me Um, because I could see them (laughs) and hear them. So, um, so that was embarrassing. Um, I I don't think that they saw me. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So I got up and then I kept running and I'm like, well, that was ridiculous. Um, I hope that never happens again. <laughs> oh, I feel for you, Sue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I, I kept going and I managed to finish my run and um, it wasn't anything special, but I got the miles in without walking, which w- was what mattered the most to me. So um, I was happy to do that. That was the last run of the week. And then um, this week I've got, tomorrow I'm going to try to do a three-mile tempo if I'm feeling okay. I really just got to go by how my body feels each day. Really can't push it. But I'd like to try to get some faster running in because I do have a race this weekend. Um, On Wednesday I'm just going to do two miles really easy. Thursday, uh, four miles. Rest on Friday and then the 5K is on Saturday. And then Sunday, another um, six-mile long run. So that's where I am. (laughs) Just trying to go easy on myself, but still try to maintain fitness and see what I can do for the 5K. (laughs) And there's another thing you can check off the happens-to-every-runner checklist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Megan, you're next. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. I can't wait. She's like, yeah, another Locate reason bathroom. not to leave the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll go run at my uh, gym inside. There's a bathroom close by. Oh, good. See, there you go. All right. Well, that was my running for this week. Katie, how about you? How'd you do? I got in three runs last wow. week. Awesome. Um, I wanted to do my magic mile today, and I went to the local university so I could use the track, renovating the track. So then I thought, okay, well, I'll swing by the high school that I work at. They're still renovating their track, so I'm going to just have to do it around my neighborhood tonight. Um, Now, all of the runs that I did last week were short. They were all um, about a mile, if not just about a mile and a half, and... I was pushing a pretty, pretty hard pace on them. Um, I wasn't trying to go slow and easy by any means. And my fastest mile that I ran without trying to do the magic mile was 1057 last week. Um, and I went back and looked at my uh, Nike Plus app that I've been using again. And that's 
what I was using like when I first got into running Mm -hmm. and my fastest mile that I've ever run in my entire life including races is only 1023 so (laughs) you girls make me look like a snail apparently Katie you're not you're not too far off though well granted I'm gonna look at it as I have the most room for improvement right (laughs) that's that's a good spin to put on it but yeah thankfully it's not like you know 18 minute mile or something like that I mean I'm I'm pretty close to to where I want to be in order to achieve our goal but I'm going to go out there and try the magic mile tonight then after the podcast and hope that it's quicker than 1057 (laughs) (laughs) well you know honestly uh, most of my runs I'm running like between 11 and 14 minute miles I rarely get into the tens except when I'm racing so Right. I mean, it's it's not. I don't really think you're that far off. That's what I'm hoping. Um, and and when I do go back and look at the breakdown um, for certain races that I've done, five Ks, uh, there are several times during the race and races I've run that I'll be in the ten minute, not right at ten, but like ten and a half sure. minute mile range. So so again, you're right, Sue. It's not that far off. Um, and, and that's the way I'm going to try to look at it is just got to knock it down yeah. about 30 more seconds and we'll be there. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, on top of all that though, I did also have a doctor's appointment, just like yearly physical checkup. You know, they stick you 20 times to find a vein, take some blood, tell your cholesterol, all that good stuff. And it turns out that I have exercise induced asthma, which is a blast. Just in passing, I mentioned to the doctor, you know, the past couple of months, it's been hard to breathe, especially on long runs. Um, I don't necessarily feel like it's a a cardiovascular fitness type thing because, you know, I've been able to finish several half marathons and I've been running now consistently for a couple of years and I don't feel like it's me not being able to go out there and do it I said you know because it's almost like my tongue swells up um just very hard to feel like I'm getting enough air in and she was like hmm that's not normal so made me do a breathing test gave me a breathing treatment did the breathing test again and she came back and she was like oh yeah your airways are definitely restricted even just sitting here you're showing a moderate restriction so I can imagine what it's like when you're out there trying to run Um, so she gave me an inhaler to take before long runs, uh, actually before any exercise, she said, and I've been using that, but honestly, I haven't been able to tell much of a difference as far as comfort level, um, when I'm running. And again, I was trying to be positive when I was talking on the phone to my mom, I was like, you know what, maybe this will make me faster. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe this is what, what has been holding you back a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. If I can get air and breathe better, then it makes sense that you would be faster, right? So maybe it takes a little while to kick in, but I've been consistently using it before I've gone on all my runs last week and have continued to do so this week. So fingers crossed that'll that'll show a little bit of improvement here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, she wanted to see me back to make sure, you know, that it wasn't anything more serious that would require um, daily medication. But, you know, one one thing at a time and, and we'll tackle it. And you can't fix it if you didn't know 
something was wrong in the first place. Right. Exactly. So, but now that you know what's wrong, you can fix it, hopefully, right? And then, exactly. And then things will be better. So that's awesome. Um, yes. Wow. And and how long how long has this been going on? Do you think? It's it's been a couple of months. I know that I mentioned it once or twice on the podcast before because really the scariest episode I guess I had was I can remember running down um, around Market Common, the kind of little loop that I run a lot. And literally I could feel my tongue swelling up and just it was so hard to get air in and I just felt like I couldn't breathe. You know, it was very kind of scary because you don't know what to do to stop it because when you stop running it's not like all of a sudden it's just okay now I can breathe again it was it was very much like a a labored thing even after you slow down it still takes a few minutes to kind of subside and it doesn't do it right away Mm -hmm. and um so it's been a couple of months but I thought oh it's just the heat it's the humidity um you know, just the typical stuff that you have to deal with as a runner in the summer. But I just kind of mentioned it to my doctor in passing and she was like, yeah, that's, that's not normal, especially kind of feeling like you're swelling up and not being able to get enough, get enough air. Right. Um, So that's when she decided to do the breathing tests and, and all that good stuff. But now we're on the road to recovery or at least, you know, treating the problem so we can get better and hopefully the times will improve as well. Yeah, I hope so too. There was a time, there was one run that I had where I felt like I had like one episode of exercise-induced asthma, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was at the time. Um, if I go, if you go back and look through my daily mile, you might remember, or maybe not. I probably mentioned it on the show. There was one run that I did when I was hungover. <laughs> and I, I, ex- I only made it about two miles in. I think it was supposed to be like four or five or something. Um, I made it about two miles in, and it felt like my throat was closing up. Like I mm. couldn't get the air in. Um, I was struggling to breathe, and um, I thought that was really weird. Um, and it f- totally freaked me out, and I had Jeff come get me, and that's the only time I've ever stopped mid-run and didn't try to walk and didn't try to continue the run in some way like I never ever just like stop like that um but that's how freaked out I was by it um and then reading about it later on because I'm like what the hell was that um it did sound to me like the symptoms of exercise induced asthma so that's what I kind of figured and I was wondering like that's the only time it happened and the only difference was that I was hung over so is there any way that that could be related I don't think it doesn't make sense but um, but anyway, it, it's quite scary. So mm-hmm. I can't even imagine that you're like still trying to run through that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, you know, where I just kind of say to myself, okay, slow down, maybe, you know, try not to breathe as hard. Um, but, but again, those really scary, severe moments are the ones that stick out in your brain and, and the same for me. Um, I don't make it a habit of running hungover. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably but, a different reason for you then. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, I, I posted kind of the same question um, from Daily Mile to our local running club's Facebook page. And I got a lot of good feedback from people on there. Several people saying definitely limit caffeine intake. Mm-hmm. Um, other people saying <gasps> that sw- – I know, right? I was like, no, I have to have my coffee in the morning. Because really, I don't, I don't drink that much caffeine. I'll have coffee in the morning and that's really it. Cause I don't drink any kind of Coke or stuff throughout the day. I just drink mm-hmm. water. 
So I can't not have my coffee in the morning, though. That's frightening. And I usually don't run first thing in the morning anyway. Right. Um, but long story short, they were giving me different tips and techniques, the caffeine intake, swimming. One lady said that she had suffered from uh, asthma her whole life, and swimming seemed to have really improved her lung capacity. So um, really? I'm thinking maybe I'll, yeah, just maybe the, the combination of the cardio with the holding of the breath. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like too freaked out to swim if I had that condition. I'd be afraid I'd be out in the middle of the water and wouldn't be able to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. It was really funny because Larry had posted on Daily Mile. He did, uh, he completed like the entire length of the swim for the triathlon he's training for. Yeah. And I told him, hey, great job. The one triathlon I did, I felt like I was going to drown during the swimming part. <laughs> you did a triathlon? I, well, it was a mini triathlon where you would Run for 10 minutes. Well, you start out by swimming. Swim for 10 minutes, bike for 10 minutes, run for 10 minutes. They had it at my sister's university. Um, And it was a lot of fun. But I tell you what, after getting out of that water, I was like, had a whole new appreciation for Michael Phelps. (laughs) Because the the swim was definitely the hardest part of that whole thing for me. But um, yeah, I I felt like I was going to drown. You know, I just uh-huh. felt like I couldn't get enough air. So a little hesitant about that. I've never been afraid of the water, but that makes me kind of think twice about it. So what are you going to do going forward now? I mean, is it okay for you to continue to try to run with your, you know, using your inhaler and whatnot? Yes. Yeah. She um, she told me to definitely use the inhaler before any kind of exercise also recommended that I start taking like a daily um, like Claritin or Zyrtec or something like that just in case it's some kind of allergy that I'm having to something in the air Um, so she's trying to kind of narrow down things before we say oh here just take this and be done with it so I've been doing that and right now, she's told me just to go ahead and continue to run, use the inhaler, and just kind of be smart about it. You know, mm-hmm. notice if it's any different on certain days and if you're running at certain times during the day or what you've had to eat before then or drink before then. So really just kind of monitoring, trying to figure out what affects me more so than others and and um, go back in another month or two and do the breathing test again and see if the treatments with the inhaler have helped any all right yeah i I hope it helps i hope you get it figured out thank Um, you lady (laughs) and this is something that i think we should um cover on the show soon because this is i mean pretty new to me i had that one scary experience but i mean for you to be going through this like trying to run and you know reach certain goals it's going to impede you um right so i want to try and figure this thing out (laughs) you know you and me both too (laughs) and megan yeah i'll talk to brad too he um when we started running when i did um couch to 5k two summers ago he was diagnosed with exercise induced asthma and has his inhaler for it and everything too has he found that the inhaler helped him Yes, and then he stopped running. So he hasn't used it too consistently okay. lately, but he did feel better when he used it. Oh, good, good. Um, so, Katie, are you going to uh, try to do some runs this week? 
I am. My goal this week is to try to get four runs in. I don't have any set days that I want to try to try to get them done. I just know that I want to try to get at least four runs in. Uh, last week, I met the goal of doing at least three. So, like I said, even if they're just shorter runs, a mile or two, I want to get out there and at least get four runs in this week. Um, and I've been trying to record then my notes about how I'm feeling during and after the run on my running apps. So I'm really trying to kind of narrow this down and, and see if one thing helps over another and see if the inhaler is making any kind of uh, effect on my running. Right. Well, I look forward to hearing next week how that how that went and if it's helping. Yes. All right. Wow. It's been a crazy week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full of surprises. All right. Well, why don't we get to our weekly topic, which is pretty relevant, running in the heat. This week, we are talking about uh, running in the heat and um, kind of two different aspects. Basically, training for a race while it's hot or just, you know, any sort of running that you do in hot weather. Um, and then racing in hot weather. So basically there are, well, there are two things you could do. You can get out there and run in it and acclimate and get used to the heat, or you can take Megan's approach (laughs) and that's stay inside where it's safe and run on an indoor track where it's safe from the heat. But we're going to talk about the, um, the actual training in the heat and how you can get through it if you don't have a track near you where you can run. Hey, maybe I'll learn so much. I'm going to be inspired to go run outside. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love to hear that that had happened. I love the almost incredulous silence and then <laughs> <laughs> hope that I can hear. Well, I just, I, I, as long as you're running, like, doesn't matter to me how you do it like that's up to you um but i i thought thought this was um would be helpful to our listeners who want to do it that way so (laughs) all right so training in hot weather with summer weather comes summer running and with it a period during which your body needs to adjust to the higher temperatures and in many regions of the country drastically increased humidity The body is better at handling external cold than external heat, and exercise raises internal temperatures in addition to the outside weather. The two problems with external heat are increased body temperature, which immediately affects performance, and dehydration, which imposes a more gradual drag on your ability to function in hot conditions. So the first thing we need to know about running outside is acclimating to it, or acclimatization that's a hard word to say (laughs) megan okay acclimatization acclimatization (laughs) yes sorry (laughs) go ahead performance starts to suffer at just three degrees over normal temperature oh wow and in a race runners are not inclined to back off to meet this unsettling fact this is where acclimatization comes in to help A properly acclimatized body makes adaptations to allow for optimal performance when it recognizes that the challenge of extreme heat is present. So how exactly do you acclimate to the heat? You need to train in the heat so that your body can learn to adapt to it. 
It takes about two weeks of training in warm conditions to acclimate properly, and it is important to know when to train in these conditions. You should start this two or more week process with runs early in the morning or late in the evening. These are the coolest times, though morning is the most humid and evening generally hotter than the cooler morning. Eventually, you need to put in runs at the time of the day and under the warm conditions in which the race will be occurring. Hopefully, if you're in an area that's pretty hot, they know to put the race on early in the morning. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. 7 a.m. here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So invest the first two weeks of the warm weather season to running at an easy effort to allow your body time to acclimate and cool itself more easily. Although you'll need to slow down, you really will need to slow down, <laughs> you'll get in a higher quality workout without taxing your body due to the greater demands of running in the heat. You'll also recover more efficiently so you can keep the momentum flowing through the season. Yeah, I've really found that as I was starting to do tempo runs in preparation for this season, that the pace that I started running my tempo runs at earlier in like May um, started getting much, much slower throughout June. Definitely as the weather warmed up, it was hard to um, maintain that same pace with the same effort level. Like you really do have to adjust your effort level um, to get the same results and your pace is not going to be the same because your body's not used to it and you're struggling more. It's it's kind of frustrating at first until you understand that it's normal and it and it happens to everybody. Absolutely, yeah, definitely, everybody is affected the same by the heat. Right, but another important part of running in the heat is hydration. Keeping hydrated is crucial during heat training and even more so in drier climates. Negative effects on performance begin to occur with a loss of three percent of body weight due to fluid loss. At 5%, expect to be severely affected. In dry heat, you may fail to notice that you're sweating because, as with high altitude, fluid does not drip off the body in the amounts noticeable in more humid environments. Be especially mindful of fluid replacement in a dry climate, and remember, in general, that your perceived desire for fluid does not keep up with the body's needs. Yeah, I can definitely uh, attest to the fact that you will look like you got thrown in a swimming pool while running in the summer in a humid climate. Yes. That's for sure. <laughs> it's important to also understand the effects of humidity. When sweat evaporation cools the skin, circulating blood is also cooled. This process is the key to maintaining a reasonable body temperature. In humid climates, sweat evaporation, and therefore cooling, can slow to a standstill. The warm weather heats your body, exercise adds to an increase in body temperature, and the humidity keeps you from cooling. Huh. So because your sweat's not evaporating, you're not cooling enough? Right. I think that's kind of the, the methodology between the like sweat wicking fabric, right? You've got to get the moisture off your skin in order for right. it to cool you off. So if you just look like a wet dog, like I do after my run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which is why they say they tell people not to run shirtless when it's hot and humid out. Because your right. body, it doesn't pull the sweat from you. So you end up keeping it on your skin. So it's better to wear a shirt when it's hot out than not. Exactly. I'll have to remember that next skin. time to put a shirt on. <laughs> All right. Fluid loss is influenced more by time spent running than distance run. 
You can compensate by weighing yourself without clothes on before and after runs in various conditions over a set period of time. Doing this will give you an idea of how much fluid you ought to be replacing to stay safe at, say, a 2% net fluid loss. Longer times out in the heat simply become a multiple of this calculated replacement amount. So basically any weight loss during your run should be the equivalent um, of sweat loss and should be how much you're replacing with fluids during your run. So I never actually measured weighed myself before and after a run before. Maybe I should try that sometime just to make sure I'm not overdoing it. <laughs> I always take water now, so try to be careful. I know mm -hmm. they do that at one of the ultras, and if you've lost too much weight, they take you out of the race. Yeah, some of them do that. Um, they have like medical, basically check your your body what <laughs> my brain isn't working tonight um but yeah they they basically you know check your um your stats your uh you know your pulse your um weight loss and all that just to make sure that you're fit enough to continue running and if you do lose too much some races will pull you some don't do it anymore because it's not they they say it's not actually a good measure of whether you can finish or not um but it's still still definitely a good idea to keep hydrated and to know how much um, fluid you need. It's probably different from everybody. I guess some people sweat more than others too. Yeah. I feel like the more that I run in the heat, the better I get at becoming really a super soaker. <laughs> like, like I just, I'll have water coming off everywhere, like beads of sweat all over. And it's like, where is this coming from? And I feel fine now. That's the other thing. i feel like I'm actually starting to get used to the heat. The other day I was running and it was um, almost 80 degrees and I felt fine. And earlier in the season, I was hot running in 60 degrees. So um, I think it's interesting how acclimating can work, can get you feeling like you're used to it. I don't feel like I'm seeing any performance improvement yet, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like I'm acclimating. Oh, I'm sorry, Megan, you're up. <laughs> yep. So... Listen to your body and be aware of the signs and symptoms of heat-related illnesses. Your body cools itself by sweating, but as the heat and humidity increase, your body core temperature rises, as does the risk for heat-related illness. Here are the signs and symptoms you need to watch out for. If you have heat cramps, which are a muscle spasm and pain, or you have heat exhaustion, heavy sweating, rapid breathing, fast weak pulse, headache, fatigue and nausea, or you have heat stroke, rapid pulse, headache, dizziness, disorientation, nausea and vomiting, body core temperature above 104 degrees. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. Definitely not yeah. somewhere I want to be. <laughs> yeah. There was a race, I think, near Yusu this weekend, a half, where they had to pull people off the course. Yes. Because um, it was 90 degrees. In Portland, Maine, I think they had a half marathon and it was 90 degrees that day and humid and they had um, lots of ambulances standing by. So they were prepared for it, but yeah, they had to actually stop people from running and, you know, make sure that they were okay and stuff. So it's, it's scary. Even, even up here in Maine, you got to watch out for it. <laughs> it's scary. Um, so now that we know how to train in hot weather, we need to figure out how can we race well in hot weather. So I think the most important thing is staying cool. Yes, 
to stay cool, the best thing you can do to run your best race in the heat after being properly acclimated is to stay as cool as possible during the race. Wear light-colored, loose-fitting clothing to deflect the sun's rays and allow your body to cool itself. Experiment with your apparel based on your climate. The runners in the Badwater 135-mile Ultra Marathon Desert Race. Holy cow. That started today. Bad oh, water. wow. Yep. They That's run crazy. it. They run 135 miles through the desert in the middle of July. <laughs> That's right. insane. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so they're also crazy. Uh huh. 135 mile ultra marathon desert race. They actually wear white long sleeved wicking apparel and hats or visors with a tail to block the sun on their neck. Runners who train in humidity wear fewer layers, lots of sunscreen, and wicking materials. Visors allow the heat to rise from your head while blocking the sun from your face. UV-rated sunglasses protect your eyes, and water and sweat-proof sunscreen prevents sunburn. The key is to keep cool any way you can and find the apparel that works best for you. Yes, and lowering your body temperature in the hour before you run in the heat will slow the rate at which your core temperature rises once you're out the door. So that translates into being able to run farther or faster than would otherwise be possible in the heat. One review of research found that pre-cooling improved hot weather performance by 3%. In addition to wearing a commercially available ice vest, you can sip cool beverages and sit in an air-conditioned room before you run. An ice vest? That sounds pretty nice. (laughs) Oh, you mean I'm supposed to sip cool beverages and sit in an air-conditioned room? Is this supposed to be different from normal? (laughs) Make sure you're as cool as possible before the race, basically. Right. (laughs) Yes. So, Megan, how can you stay cool during the race? Well, one trick that works is to wrap an ice-filled bandana around your neck. As your body heat increases, the ice will melt and drip down your back while you race. Dousing is another effective method of cooling, which I guess is when you pour water over your head. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in addition to keeping up with your hydration, actually pouring water over your head will cool you even more quickly and hopefully aid your race performance. What if it's lukewarm water? Would it still work? I think it would still work. I mean, it's better than nothing, right? Wouldn't it be the same as sweat? I mean, sweat isn't cold, right? Yeah, I think as long as it's below the temperature that you're trying to come down from, it's (laughs) going to be cooler, right? So it would have a cooling effect. I'm going to try this for the race on Saturday. Awesome. Um, Yeah, just take a couple of cups from a water station on on the course and just dump them right over your head. (laughs) I've seen people do that during races before. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen people do it before, too. I just... Brad does it all the time, but... (laughs) Yeah, I never have before. I always try to be a lady and try to to run and drink my water, which never works. I always end up all over myself with the water. (laughs) Which I guess is dousing, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. pretty much. Close enough. All right. One way or another, we'll get it done. So that is um, running in the heat and racing in the heat. So I hope some of this may help you in your summer races. Or, um, or you know, you can just stay inside. <laughs> do, your, do your running and racing in the fall. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like it's time for Runner Girl Recommends. <laughs> Megan, what is your recommend this week? 
my recommend is double rich chocolate protein powder. Sounds yummy. It's really good. I pour a glass of milk and instead of doing chocolate syrup, I put it in the milk and mix it up and it tastes like chocolate milk. Mm. And it's got a bunch of protein, so it's good for building muscles and recovery. Nice. And um, what is the what is the brand? Where do you get it? I got mine at this vitamin discount center, but I probably won't go back there. I know you can get it on. (laughs) It's not a very well used store, so I felt like my jar had probably been on the shelf for a while. Oh, you know, it was pretty dusty when I got it. It was still fine, but it was just dusty, and I don't know. And it wasn't really cheaper than anywhere else. (laughs) Um, I know it's available at my brand is Optimum Nutrition. So I know it's available on Amazon okay, or Walmart, and they have more flavors, too. I'm probably going to pick up a vanilla, too, because that's good for mixing mm. and stuff. Milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. Milkshakes, or you can put it with fruit, and then you don't get, like, the chocolate and fruit flavor. Mm-hmm. Or that could just be weird, because I'm not a big chocolate fan. So I don't like mixing it with everything. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds cool. Double rich chocolate protein powder. I'm a, I'm like gotten so used to having my chocolate milk after every run now. And I saw a post on Reddit today about chocolate milk. I think it was on the weekly stupid questions thread. <laughs> yes. Somebody was um, recommending chocolate milk. A bunch of studies like talk about how it's it's better than Gatorade and um, other sports drinks and stuff. So makes me feel good about drinking my chocolate milk. It's like a treat. It's my reward for running. <laughs> I totally agree. I think it's the best reward ever. <laughs> yes. But yeah, putting the protein powder in it, then you're like getting extra boost from it. So that is cool. So Katie, what is your recommend this week? Uh, my recommend is pretty simple this week. It is your doctor. Um, just talking to your doctor in general about any maybe concerns or questions that you have, especially when it comes to running. Um, I know myself personally, I can be pretty stubborn sometimes and, oh, this hurts, but I'll just run through it or I'll just use my stick to work it out. Like, it'll be okay. But then, you know, as far as the exercise-induced asthma goes to show you, it's not always something that simple. So even if it's just a question, ask your doctor. Definitely ask because, again, if you don't know if it's wrong, then you can't fix it. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Recommend asking your doctor questions. I agree. I saw my doctor this week too, and she was very helpful. So I support this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, great. And my recommend this week is um, Jeff Galloway's race prediction calculator. And um, this is a race time calculator based on your magic mile time. Um, or a one mile time trial. And the reason why I'm going with this, I've used a couple other race predictors before and um, usually it would be mcmillanrunning.com. He's got a great pace calculator to determine like your best training paces and what you can expect to run races at, what times you can expect to achieve um, if you're properly trained. And I also have an app that I love, that I use all the time, that does the same thing, but it's a little bit of a different formula than Macmillan. Very similar numbers. Well, this 
Jeff Galloway um, race prediction calculator. I think I saw it on Reddit, which is where I see most of the things that I mention on the show. Um, but I went to it um, after I ran my mile, and I put in my time, and then it gave me my 5K time, my 10K time, and then half marathon time plus training time, marathon time plus marathon training time. And what I found was really interesting is that for the 5K time, it told me, it said 31 minutes and 9 seconds. Well, I ran my my 5K in May in 31.10. It was off by one second. For the 10K time it gave me, it said one hour, seven minutes, 44 seconds. I just ran a 10K in one hour, seven minutes, and 56 seconds. So off by 12 seconds, that close. And then for my half marathon training pace, it says, uh, this is training, not the race pace. It says um, 13 minutes, 21 seconds per mile. That's the exact, almost the exact pace that I ran my last long run at. So I just thought that was so creepy close <laughs> um and i had been basing my my expected times off of these other calculators and was getting frustrated like you know i when i told you about my 10k i said well i expected to run it in 105 106 and mm-hmm. so i was a little bit disappointed that i came in at 10757 cuz i felt like i should have been able to cut those 2 minutes off well according to this i ran it exactly what i was i should have run it at um and then same with my 5k so um, I just think this is a really helpful pace calculator. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes um, for people to check it out. And it does recommend, you know, Jeff Galloway um, advocates the run-walk method for running marathons and half marathons. So I'm not sure if these times are accounting for walking too. I didn't walk during those races, but the times are accurate. So um, I'm I'm not quite sure if how that works out (laughs) but uh, i will include the link in the show notes and people can try it out i just think that it's more accurate for me than the other pace calculators i've used so definitely wanted to share that so that is my recommend this week up next we have runner girl of the week katie who is our runner girl of the week this week our runner girl this week is Miss Tammy Cubus. I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. I'm sorry if I'm not. Um, but she is a runner from New Jersey, and her goal is actually to run the Disney half in January. Yes. So we talked. Yeah. To, we talked to Tammy on our yes. um, listener show, and she was one of the winners of the charity challenge too. Right. Yeah. So she's been doing all of her training and. The last run that she uploaded to Daily Miles, she actually just figured out how to do the syncing from Nike Plus to Daily Mile. (laughs) And uh, she said, thank you, Katie M., for enlightening me to the fact that I can sync the Nike Plus. This makes me so happy. Now I can post my progress on here. And I I commented under that. I was like, you're welcome. I didn't know I did anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... But she has since imported a lot of her runs from her training program. So she is well on her way to completing that goal. So keep up the hard work, Tammy, and be sure to keep us posted on how everything's going. Yes. I think that I think that this is her first half marathon. I can't remember her mentioning running a half marathon before. So the, the Disney half in January, I think, is going to be her first. And she should do pretty well. She seems to be a pretty consistent runner. Mm-hmm. So. Good luck, Tammy. Keep us updated. 
And up next, we have our new segment, our weekly scavenger hunt. All right, so we mentioned last week that we wanted to try this fun thing where we take pictures of things on our runs and share them with the listeners. And we invite you guys to take pictures too and share them with us. And so each week we're going to give you a list of things to look for on your runs and then we can all see who found what and um, compare, <laughs> I guess. Um, so we, we each picked out a few things that we thought would be fun for our scavenger hunt this week. So um, I think Megan recommended a puddle. <laughs> Should be easy to find if it's been raining near you like it has Megan. Yes. <laughs> And Katie said a rabbit. Yes. Lots of rabbits in my neighborhood for some reason. So Not something I've ever passed on a run before. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think we're all going to have like different kinds of things. Like how often do you pass a yard sale? True. <laughs> yeah. Um, I run past them pretty often when I do my long runs on the weekends. Lots of yard sales around here. So that's the third item this week. And then um, another one to look for this week a garden gnome do you see those around you if you do take a picture let us see it and uh a car in disrepair um like one that is up on cinder blocks you said megan <laughs> yes i i don't know how many of you see those but i see them a lot so <laughs> great so just to go over that one more time the scavenger hunt list this week is a puddle a rabbit a yard sale a garden gnome, and or a car in disrepair. So if you see any of those things, take a picture, share it with us. You can email your photos and we will share them on the blog. You can share them on our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Or, this is new to me, you can post to Instagram and we got a hashtag that you can use, runnergirlsphoto. And that way we can easily find those pictures and share them with everybody else on the website. So we will collect all the scavenger hunt photos that you guys share with us and we'll share them uh, on an album on our website, which we'll talk about more next week. So get hunting, get looking for those things on your run. And uh, I want to see some pictures. I want to find some things to, to, to post some pictures now. So it should be fun. Yes, I'm excited to see what everybody comes up with. And see how I can work in some of these. Yeah. In your in your gym. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the puddle shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> yeah, you'll find that. <laughs> All right. Well, up next is feedback. Our first feedback is a message from Erica on Daily Mile. She says, Hey, Megan, I just wanted to say thanks for the ad. I saw your accomplishment post on Reddit where you shamelessly... Yes, I did. <laughs> Plugged your podcast, and I have been binge listening since last Sunday. I'm just starting season two, so no spoilers. But I just wanted to say how great it is to hear you ladies. I don't have anyone here who understands my recently discovered passion, and it's really nice to feel like someone relates to me sometimes. Pass this on to Sue and Katie, because you ladies are awesome. Oh, Thanks for listening, Erica. Thanks, Erica. Yeah, another Redditor. Yay. <laughs> yes. A runniter. <laughs> a runniter, yes. yes. Uh -huh. I never call them that. <laughs> Run it. Um, yeah, I don't either. I always say Reddit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, the next 
feedback is a comment from Mina on the blog at runnergirlspodcast.com and she says I have been talking about running a half marathon for four or five years and never got motivated now with my husband's help I've been able to run regularly but after I found your podcast I am really enjoying it thank you ladies and please keep up the good work so you're welcome (laughs) glad we could help Um, thank you it's it's cool that like this thing that we do to like talk about our own running like other people enjoy it too it's like this extra cool side effect (laughs) i guess so um yeah good luck mina on your half marathon and let us know how it goes um our last little bit of feedback this evening comes from casey and she posted the comment on the blog she writes thanks for picking me as runner girl of the week that totally made my night i am super excited about your goal for season three I will be taking on the challenge of breaking 30 minutes, too. I love listening to this podcast and hearing you talk about the same struggles I am dealing with. Thank you for the inspiration. Again, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's, it's great to know that we've got listeners out there who are undertaking the same challenges as we are. So. Hopefully, you know, as we talk about the things that we struggle with, especially during a certain week or trying to take on a certain goal, that you guys can relate to that. So that's that's very nice to hear. Thank you, Casey. Yeah, I always feel like, at least when I'm on um, Reddit, that everybody else is, like, way faster, you know? Yes, and like, <laughs> I feel we, that way, too. We've been at it for over a year now, and, like, shouldn't we be faster by now? I mean, we are faster but shouldn't we be faster by now? <laughs> um, so it's it's cool to hear from other people who at the same level as we are, you know, and and, and still trying to put in the work and, and, and reach the same goals that we are. So makes me feel better. So thank you, Casey. All right. That's it for tonight. Megan, do you have a quote for us? I do. The quote is from an author I really like, Joyce Carol Oates, and she says, running, if there's any activity happier, more exhilarating, more nourishing to the imagination, I can't think of what it might be. In running, the mind flees with the body, the mysterious efflorescence of language seems to pulse in the brain, in rhythm with our feet and the swinging of our arms. Oh, that's really pretty. I really wish that my runs felt like that. (laughs) Maybe we need to change our uh, point of view. <laughs> yeah. For, well, for me, it's it's all, like, internal, like, constantly evaluating how I'm feeling, you know? Um, and it's hard. It's so hard to get out of that frame of mind. But sounds like Joyce Carol Oates has got it figured out. Yes. I want to be like her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she makes it sound so poetic. Yeah. <laughs> The choice of being a writer. Right, yeah. <laughs> little perk. Well, this is something to remember before my next run, then. The mysterious efflorescence of language pulsing in the brain in rhythm with our feet and the swinging of our arms. That's wonderful. Mm. Um, no, I really mean that. I'm not making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for episode two of season three. Join us next week when we'll be talking about morning running versus night running. If you have any comments, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com or follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. 
All episodes will be available at runagirlspodcast.com and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.